0: Jesus, that is the cry of our heart that we want to be where you are, Lord. God, we want to be with you. We want to walk with you, Lord. God, we don't want to dwell on the past and be stuck in the past, Lord. God, help me, Lord, not to let the past define me. But God, may your word clear out the debris, the clutter, the opala in the heart, Lord. And may, God, your word make room for your spirit, God to touch our hearts, to be there in our lives, Lord. So I ask, Lord, that you would bless your word, God, that you would anoint it with your Holy Spirit, and that you would speak to us, inspire us, move us, transform us this morning. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you can grab your Bibles and open them up to the book of First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter... Four, as we continue our study here. Uh, the title of our message today is Reach for Excellence. Reach for Excellence. And we're gonna just be taking a look at the first few verses here in chapter four. And you know, I, I came across some Olympic jokes from kids that may get a gold medal for humor. <laughs> One of the jokes said, why can't tomatoes win against lettuce in the summer games? Because the lettuce are always ahead, and the tomatoes always have to catch up. (laughs) Yeah, I got some laughs. Why is it hot in the stadium after the Olympic Games are over? Because all the fans left. A book never written, How to Win at the Olympics, by... Victory. Another book never written, The Marathon by Will E. Make It. All right, one more. Why did the spotted cat get disqualified from the Olympics? Because he was a cheetah. All right. Well, at least I was, I was kind of expecting, like, just hearing crickets, you know, but at least I got some moans there and some laughter, right? Well, maybe you don't think I deserve a gold medal for these jokes, but at least I tried. You know, I'm sad that this year there is no Summer Olympics, right? We've got to wait till next year for the Tokyo Olympics. Well, I love the Olympics because, you know, watching the Olympics, I get inspired how the athletes are driven, right, to, to do their best, to go for the prize. And, and this phrase comes up during the time of the Olympics, right, go for the gold. Or reach for the gold. And and it really means to attempt to reach the highest result for the greatest reward in the Olympics. And what is that? The gold medal, right? That's the highest thing you can you can reach for. So I love the Olympus because you know what? It inspires me in a spiritual way to to reach for the highest spiritual level of living that I can do in my relationship with God. Let me ask you this morning. Are you even concerned about that? Are you concerned to to go for the gold in your spiritual walk with the Lord? I think it's important. That's what Paul's going to talk to us here. As we come back here to the book of 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4, Paul, he calls out to the Thessalonian believers to reach for that highest level of living before the Lord. And so they are to reach for excellence. That's our title, Reach for Excellence. Now, we're going to be studying just the first two verses in First Thessalonians 4, chapter 1 and 2. But, but here's what Paul's going to bring up. He's calling them to do three things, and this is our outline. Number one, step into the walk. Number two, step up to do more. And number three, step out to obey. And that's what we're going to be seeing here in these two verses in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4. So, number one in our outline, the first thing Paul is calling them to do is step into the walk. Step into the walk. So, take a look with me here now. 1st Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, and we're only going to take the first part. Paul writes, Finally, then brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us, How you ought to walk and to please God. And we're going to stop right there. Now, Paul begins here in chapter 4 with this word, finally. Now, that tells us he's not necessarily ending the letter really soon. But what he's saying is he's getting into the last things that he wants to write the Thessalonian believers about. Here's the Apostle Paul, right? He's writing this letter. It's come into our Bibles now. It's the Word of God now, this epistle or this letter. So he's getting into these last stuff that, that he wants to relay to the Thessalonian believers. So he says, finally... He says, Brothers, and he's talking to the church, Ohana, everyone in the church, the people in the church. And and he says, We ask, we're asking you guys this. And then he uses this word, and urge you. Now, the word urge, it means to call. It means he's calling them out. He's calling them to take action, to do something here. And then he puts it this, and urge you, or he's calling you in the Lord Jesus. Now, That means on behalf of the Lord Jesus, I'm saying this. The NLT puts it as... In the name of Jesus, I'm calling you guys. This, And I like that thought. He's coming in the name of Jesus, on behalf of Jesus, to give you these things. Now understand, he, as we get into this, he's going to get into detail. And we're going to see this next week about staying pure, about, about loving more, about uh, working honestly. And that's sort of like an outline next time. But we're focusing on the first two verses. And he's calling them to take some action as on behalf of Jesus Christ here and what is he saying well that as you receive from us I mean it's no different than what we have told you when we were there remember Paul went through Thessalonica his missionary team he preached the gospel he taught them the word Uh, they grew a church was born and so he's saying you know it's not too much different from what we've already told you but listen I'm reminding you I'm telling you Jesus is calling you now. What is he calling them to do? Well, it says how you ought to walk and to please God. So two things here we see, walk and to please God. Now, the word walk here, when we see it in the Bible, especially in this type of context and phrasing, it talks about how we live before God, what our conduct is as we live and behave here on this earth we're living in that that's what it means to walk how we live and i believe connected to that how we walk it pleases god and and really the original language really puts it as striving to please god so you're really putting effort into pleasing god here so Paul speaks for Jesus who calls the believers to take action and live in a way that pleases God. That's the idea. That's what Paul is putting forth here. Now, this is exactly what Enoch did. You remember back in Genesis chapter 5, Enoch, it's described, this is what he did. If you uh, In Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, it says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So Enoch was one individual who was brought out back then who walked with God. He did not walk against God, right? He walked with God. His life, he lived for God. His conduct and how he lived was with God, for God. And then interesting thing in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, it adds this about Enoch. It says, now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleasing God. So you can see how the two come together when you walk with God, when you live for God, when you walk with God, not against him. You know what? You're pleasing God, right? You're walking in a godly way. You're living in a godly way and that blesses God. And so Paul is saying, you guys, we got to step into the walk. This is the walk, the walk with God. Now, before we go on, I want to clear, I want you to clearly understand something here. When we're we're looking here in verse 1 and Paul says, you know what, I want you guys to please God. I don't want you to get confused here. I want you to clearly understand that when Paul says to please God, he is not saying you walk rightly to be accepted by God. Well, if you walk right, if you live right, if you behave right, then God will accept you. That's not what he's saying. That is not what he's saying. He's saying that to please God... You do that because you are accepted. That's why you walk with God in that manner now. So uh, let me say it again. Paul says to please God. He's not saying you walk rightly to be accepted. But because you are accepted, you walk with God. Do you understand that? See, See, know this. You're already accepted in Jesus Christ. God has already accepted you. He, he already received you. That's what comes with salvation. Think about this. The great thing that has happened in salvation, when we come to Jesus, give our life to Him, you know what? He saves us, right? We have eternal life, right? How? We're forgiven of our sins. He frees us from the bondage of our sins. His righteousness comes upon us, and so we're, we can go to heaven. And, and there's some other things that happen. We become a new creation, right? And with being a new creation, you know what happens? You know what comes along with salvation? We are adopted into His family. You're, you're a child of God. You're a son. You're a daughter of God. Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, I think about my past. I think about my sins. I think about me, a child of God, quote-unquote. That, that sounds so strange, But listen, you are not defined by your past, because that's under the blood of Christ. Who you are now, you're a child of God because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. And now that you're adopted into the family, you know what that means? That means you're accepted by God. You're one of His. You belong. So when we talk about pleasing God, it's not to be accepted, but it's because we are accepted, right? That's why we want to walk with God, because we belong to this family, because we are a child of God. So, let's be clear here, and I'm going to put this on the screen. And I want you to say this with me. In Jesus Christ, I do not walk with God to be accepted, but I walk with God because I'm already accepted. Is that up there? Yeah. Say this with me right now. In Jesus Christ... I do not walk with God to be accepted, but I walk with God because I'm already accepted. Do you get that now? Does that motivate you even more? Like, oh, I belong. I'm a child. I can do that. So you see what Paul's saying? Paul's saying, step into the walk and live in a way that pleases God. That's what this is about. Step into the walk. And live in a way that pleases God. You know, when our kids were small and we lived down in Paia and Skill Village, right, on, you know, those hot summer nights, like it's been, right, uh, we, we would, you know, walk from Skill Village all the way down to Paihia Town to minute stop and get some ice cream, yeah, get some snacks or something cold to drink just for fun, yeah. I mean it was it was it's a fun family thing to do. We we walk down Baldwin all the way down, you know, to minute stop on Hana Highway, and while you're walking as a family, and you know how it goes, parents right, little kids right. Sometimes their kids they like to run ahead or they lag behind. they are like, no no, stay with us. What do we say? Walk with us, right? Don't go wandering, all. You know, stay right here together. We don't want to lose you in the dark and all this. You don't want to walk on the street and all this stuff. So you stay with us. And so as a group, you walk together. And kids walk with the parents. And when they do that, how does that make you feel, Mom and Dad? So blessed. Good boy good girl right so happy they're walking with you and, and i don't know as parents it's such a good feeling to have your family all together around you walking yeah and you're all together as a group well that's what paul is saying here let's bless god let's make him happy let's please him let's step into the walk and live in a way that pleases god how's your walk been with the lord lately how has your life been Perhaps you've strayed off from Him. Perhaps you're not r- right with Him, but you're, you're out more into the world and doing those things. Are you living, behaving, conducting yourself in a way that does not please God? Or, what do we usually do? I, I know I can do this. I, I, I live to please myself. <laughs> not the Lord. Are you walking with God to please Him? Step into the walk with God here. Step into that walk with God. And I'll tell you, like parents who like to walk with their kids, you know, the Heavenly Father wants to walk with you, you guys. He's here saying, hey, I saved you. I, I reached out to you and I want to be with you. I want to walk with you. I want to I I be with you in this life. He's saying, come on, step into the walk, you guys. Step with me and walk with me. And you know what? With me, I can powerfully work in your life. Look, we need to put this into our mind and our heart today to be mindful that we are going to walk with the Lord, that we're going to step into this walk that He's begun in our life. And I'll tell you, it's not just our conduct. It's not just just how we behave but but you know what it's even what what, what's in how we talk what's in our heart what's in our mind take a moment turn to psalm 19 psalm 19 psalm 19 verse 14 here psalm 19 verse 14 in the old testament you look at the table contents if you need to or flip around here if you're going to or left, it's after Proverbs. If you went to Job, you went too far. Psalm chapter 19. Psalm 19, verse 14, the last verse. And what does the psalmist write here? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The word acceptable means pleasing. So I'll let even what's in comes out of my mouth what's in my mind or my heart or what i meditate or think about let even those things be pleasing to you so you guys are not just talking about conduct behavior and sometimes you could be good at that but it's even what's on the inside let's work on that let's step into the walk all right let's go on here now back to first thessalonians chapter four Back to there, and we go to number two, what Paul is calling the believers to do. Number two is step up to do more. He says step into the walk, but now he goes on in verse 1, and he says step up to do more. Take a look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Now the second part, the last part of the verse, Paul writes here, Just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. And it's an interesting phrasing here, and we'll get into that this in a moment. But Paul's saying, just as you're doing, you know, just, as you're walking, just as you have been walking with the Lord, right? As you've been walking the Lord, then he says, do so more. Now, those three words in our English is actually one word in the Greek, in the original language. And it, it's that same word we saw last week, perisos. It's the same word that is used for abound in verse 12. Remember if you look at verse 12 last time we saw that may you increase and abound in love. It means to abound. It means to to go over and above. we, We translate it last time as overflow. It means to do more as translated here. Or, let me give you what the New American Standard Bible, you know how it translates this? And this is what I love. And this is how I I, I got the title. And the NAS, it says that you excel, that you excel still more. That's what the NAS is. So Paul is like saying, hey, go over and above. Go abundantly in your walk with the Lord. And then he adds even and more at the end of verse one. And that just means much more. So he's saying, hey, abound and even do more. So you understand what it's saying and you understand why the NAS is so good. It says that you excel still more. Yeah? That we would reach for excellence, the title of our message. That we would go even more to reach that highest level in our walk and relationship with the Lord. That's what Paul is saying. Paul's saying the idea here is Jesus is calling the believers to step up and do all they can to grow in their walk and their relationship with God. To reach for excellences there. Not be satisfied for where you are. Like just as you've been doing. Don't just stay there. But even grow more. Even reach more. Even go higher in your walk with the Lord. Now I said this uh, the, uh, the other week. But I love what A.W. Tozer said. A.W. Tozer said, Refuse to be average refuse to be average i mean i'll tell you most christians are just average most of the time most christians are just here yeah it's not bad it's not bad but god is saying jesus is calling all of us you guys to go higher in our walk to step up and do more You know what, I I, I think about just a, a, if you want to turn there, you can just a few books over to the left in Philippians chapter 3. Do you remember when Paul was talking about here, he said in chapter 3 verse 12, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus had made me his own. He presses on. He goes on and says in verse 13, Brothers, I do not consider that I made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. And then he says in verse 14, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's what Jesus is calling us to do today, you guys. The church, he's speaking to us, the church. To press on. To step up and do more. To step up and do more with your walk and your relationship with God. Step up and do more with your walk, with your relationship with God. You know, these summer days, yeah, been pretty hot. We've been sleeping with the fan on. Um, I was thinking about yesterday. Yesterday got super hot in my office. The the, the trades the wind switch right from trade to south, and i 'm on the other side of the house. I just got super hot, but you know what I was trying to cool down. you know what I was thinking about remember remember those super cold. Nights in the winter last year. I mean, there was some nights got super cold, right? And it was so cold, you know, you, you had not just the sheep, but the covers and maybe another blanket and, and you, you just get inside. I, I like that. I just get inside and you just get toasty warm. You can sleep and everything. But then what happens? Morning comes, right? And you're all toasty, super warm, all comfy and everything. And, and then the morning comes and I don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm cozy. I don't want to move from here. No, I don't want to do that. But you know what? We can be like that spiritually. We can get lazy. We can get comfortable where we are and go, "No, I'm okay. I'm not super bad. I'm I'm doing all right." But God is calling you to get up, get out of bed, to step up to him, to step up and do More in your walk with God. That's what the Lord is calling us to do and speaking to us right now. Let me ask you this. When was the last time you challenged yourself spiritually? Spiritually, you guys. When was the last time you stepped out and, and did something more for the Lord? When was the last time maybe that you sought God more or prayed more? Maybe some of you guys are are in such a ritual in your devotions that, oh yeah, you, you do it without thinking. Well, there's no heart in it. It's turned into a ritual. You know, you need to change things up. You need to step up to do more with your devotions. Maybe, maybe this means you actually join the prayer meeting on Zoom when we have it. Maybe that's a challenge, for, but maybe you need to do that. I mean, think about this. Don't, don't we, like, like when we work out and train, we, we push ourselves, right? We, we step up to do more and push ourselves. Shouldn't we do that spiritually too? How about sharing your faith more? Well, I don't know how. Well, figure it out. Read some books. Go online. Look at some ways that you can learn and train yourself to share your faith better. Well, I, 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 I don't know. How about believing in God more, not just staying in a safe place? Well, I, I, oh, God's taking care of me here. But how about having faith and believing that, that He can use you as an instrument for others? How about, how about believing God can provide for you and not just, oh, I, I, I have a little bit, but when I can't see it. How about really stepping up to do more in your spiritual walk with God? Or have you been like staying in the bed in the covers? Yeah. Oh, it's nice and cozy here. Yeah, pleasing yourself, but it's time that we walk to please God, you guys. This is the time. This is the moment. We are in unprecedented times, but this is the time not to cower, not to stay cozy in our place and stay safe, but it's time now to step up spiritually and get to work to do more for Jesus Christ. Where are you today? Warren Rearsby said, When we stop growing, we stop living and start existing. Is that where you've been? Maybe you've got God got into this ritual, and, and you're not moving forward. You're, you're, maybe you're moving. Well, actually, people say if you're not moving forward, you're moving back. But maybe you're in this ritual kind of thing, and you're just existing here. Where is God in your life? You come and worship here in church, but you just sit there. You think about other things. You look at the words, but you think about other things. Are you singing with your heart to God? Will you step up and do more with your worship, with your relationship with God? Where are you at? Is that you just existing here spiritually? The evangelist, a Gypsy Smith from long ago, they said he was still on fire when he was 80 years old. When asked how he kept himself so fresh, he said this I have never lost the wonder. Don't you love that? I don't want to lose that wonder in my relationship with God. Get back to that. Step up. Do more. We got to do everything we can to never stop going glowing and growing you guys well let's go on to number three now step out to obey paul is calling the thessalonian believers to reach out for excellence to step into the walk to step up to do more and lastly step out to obey and this is verse two take a look here first thessalonians chapter four verse two it says for you know what instructions we gave you through the lord jesus now, Paul says, you guys know, and again, he mentions Jesus. This is through Jesus. It's not us. It's not something we've made up. It's not, oh, well, I think this would be a good idea. No, the Lord himself, Jesus Christ, gave this to the apostle to give to the people. Now, that's, Now that, with that in mind, He says, you know what instructions. The word instructions here is really, uh, they use it in the military. You know what it means? It means orders. Orders. Jesus has given you these orders. So think about it. This is our commander, our chief, our general, Jesus has given us these orders. Now again, we're going to get into more detail what they are next time. But with that thought... Paul is saying Jesus is calling you believers to step out and do your duty and obey him. You know, I was thinking about this. I stopped when I was studying. I thought, you know, oh God, that, that's my heart. I want to obey you. But sometimes it's hard, right? You remember when Jesus was in the garden in Gethsemane the night before he was put up on the cross? And, and, and he asked the disciples to pray. And then he went off a little farther, and when he came back, they're like asleep. And you remember what he said? He said in Matthew 26, 41, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah, in our heart, our spirit, we want to seek God, we want to walk with God, but the flesh is weak, the flesh trips us up, right? But how do you get past that? How do you get past that, 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 that gripping of the, the flesh now? Wanting you to do what you want to do in 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 your heart. Well, you know what? It's through obedience. That's how. Think about this. Like a soldier in, in training, like at boot camp, right? He has to discipline himself. And that's what we gotta do. We gotta discipline ourselves to obey what God wants us to do. To obey and honor God in our duty, right? Before him. That's how you reach for excellence. So, this is Paul saying step out to obey the order to do your duty and honor God. Step out to obey, to do your duty, and honor God. I don't know if you caught this a number of years ago in January 2014 in the news uh, Hiroo Onada died at the age of 91. Onada was famous for becoming the last Japanese soldier to surrender, and it was 29 years after the end of World War II in 1974. And this, this is a picture of him. You think we have that. No? Yeah. There he is. This is Onada. Even though Japan had surrendered in 1994, and this is a picture of when he, uh, he, he actually surrendered. Onada did not believe it. You know what? He hid out in the, 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 the jungles in um, Lubang, south, uh, which is southwest of Manila in the Philippines. He was hiding out in the jungle. He survived off the land, even stealing from local farmers there. Through the years, the authorities, they they brought like a PA, they put uh, spoken Japanese over the mic to tell them the war is over, the war is over, still nothing. Several times they dropped like flyers all over because they didn't know exactly where he was at, telling him the war is over, you can come back now, the war is over. But he did not, he did not give in. He stood his post, he did his duty. It wasn't until his former superior officer, Major Yoshimi Taniguchi, came and personally relieved him of his duty did he finally, personally, surrender. I was thinking about this. It's amazing how Onada stuck to doing his duty to, and I quote, carry out, this is what he said, to carry out the mission even if Japan surrenders. That's what he was told. So he stuck to that. He was committed to do that until ordered to stop by his commanding officer. Isn't that amazing? From what I know, Anato was old school Japanese. Loyal to the emperor, yeah? Committed to, to, to the, the nation there. To honor the emperor in Japan. Think about this now. This is what Paul is saying. Paul's saying for believers in our walk that we should step out to obey in the order to do your duty and honor God. That's what it is, you guys. How about you? How's your obedience been? Does it give honor to God? Are you, are you holding your duty as a soldier of Jesus Christ here today? To your commander? Doing what he asks you to do. Maybe you're sleeping on the watch. Maybe you're 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 you're, you're skipping, you know, uh, your devotions. Maybe even even coming coming to church. Are you still honoring your, the Lord? You know, I I was thinking about how even when um, we first went into lockdown months ago, right, and we went totally online doing our live stream. You know, I, we're in that quarantine. I, I was blessed to hear some families that they. They wake their family up in the morning, even take shower, dress up like you're going to church, gather the family and sit down in their living room and watch the service. I love that because that shows honor to God, being obedient in that way, still being loyal and honoring God in that way. How about you today? We need to, to step out to obey God and honor him in that way. Listen, God is calling us right now to give our life to him. Oh, I haven't. No, you haven't. If you have not been, been walking with the Lord, uh, doing all you can, going for the highest level. I mean, think again about the, the Olympics and the athletes there. How much they give to reach for the goal. Are you sacrificing? Are you surrendering in that way? Or maybe perhaps today, it's time that you give your life to the Lord to even get into a walk with the Lord. It's time, you guys, to step into walking with God, to step up to leave the old life and do more for God. It's time to step out and honor Jesus in obedience. And let me tell you, if you haven't given your life to Christ, today's the day this is the time. God loves you. He wants to help you. He wants to be a part of your life. He wants to forgive you. He wants to free you. He wants to flood your heart with his love. Walk with you in this life. And that one decision will change everything for the rest of your life into eternity. Jesus Christ loves you. And that is why he died on the cross for your sins. That's why he sacrificed his all for you. And what better thing can we do but give him our life now and accept him into our heart? I pray that you have not done that. And maybe even today you need to recommit your life to the Lord. I pray this will be the time where, where you turn over your life again to him and walk with him today it's a big decision you guys but it can affect the rest of your life I'll close with this I read about a 17 year old girl named Dina from Missouri who spent the summer in Costa Rica uh, rather than uh, spending money that was going to help her uh, get a car this teenager speaking not a word of Spanish left her comfortable middle-class life to live with a family in a small house, no uh, running hot water, and one bathroom for a family of five. But God was with her, and when she opted, and, and the writer says, to take the road less traveled, it altered the course of her life. She left, a painfully, she left as a painfully shy teenager and returned a confident young woman, ignited with a passion for foreign countries and a heart to accept different people and cultures. 25 years later, Dina still holds that excitement and enthusiasm from her youth, and she says this, I can point back to this one decision Made at the age of 17 as the thing that has most influenced the person I am today. I love that. And I I close with that because we are at an intersection right now. We're at an intersection of decision to really walk with God or not. To, To reach higher and step up, step out or not. To excel still more or not so what will you do? what will you do? you know what God is waiting for you I'll tell you what I picture God waiting for us with his hand reached out. what are we going to do? Let's you and I do the same let's grab it and reach for excellence let's pray Lord God. Let us reach toward you more than anything. God, you are stirring our hearts up, Lord, to have a greater passion, to get out of our laziness, to really live for you. You're speaking to the church right now. You're speaking to us as Paul spoke to the Thessalonian believers. God, may we hear you. May we respond. And Lord, may you help us and heal us. May you forgive us and free us. And God, may you restore us into this kind of walk with you. And may you give us a new heart and fill us with your spirit. God, here we are reaching out to you as you reach out to us. In Jesus' name, amen.